What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Reel, brought to you by the Loud Thumbs Podcast. Uh, we are going to be bringing you the Jurassic Park today, so this will be the kickoff to our Halloween-themed Movie Reels coming up over the next couple of weeks, three or four there, I think. So this will be a good time. And to, uh, you know, join me is a familiar face everybody out there might be familiar with, or voice if you're listening. Yeah. Dude. There he is. <laughs> yeah, familiar <laughs> voice for those podcast exclusive listeners. Yes, yes. Yes, you can hear my beautiful voice twice this week. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> yeah, or go back and re-listen to some old podcasts from Loud Thumbs and, and hear it more than twice. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> definitely <laughs> so as you can tell josh is back with us guys so he's uh he has joined the party for the movie reel so we uh we both enjoy jurassic park so we we had a uh, an easy time picking this one <laughs> yeah all-time favorites yeah nick like brought up like hey man what movie do you want to do i'm like i have it right now one of my favorites since i was a kid i love jurassic park i watched it again this week in preparation it's still amazing oh yes 100 percent and we're going to have a good time talking about it, no doubt. So stay tuned for that. And as you guys know, uh, if you've been watching the movie reel, the way we're going to do it is uh, we'll kick off with recommendations and then we'll get into the, uh, you know, the meat of the show. But uh, got a couple of small changes. We're going to bring those up and have fun with them as we go. We're going to keep those going from here on out. So we're going to we're going to just pop that bottle of champagne while uh, while Josh is on the show here and just <laughs> tweak it a little bit. It's going to be good. All right, man. Let's go. What uh, what's your first recommendation for everybody out there to, to just to watch or check out? Well, I mean, an easy easy choice is one of my wife and I's favorites is The Office. If you haven't, by some miracle, like not seen any of The Office, I super recommend it. The humor still holds up. I mean, the last season I think was in 2012, so it's got a little age on it now, but still very very good. Uh, only asterisk on that is make it through the first season it's only like yeah. six episodes and it is it's not much like what the next like you know eight seasons are like so if you can make it through the first few episodes you'll be golden season two or even just start in season two because there's not a ton of relevance or True. not a ton, ton of callbacks to season one you know you can start season two and you'll start at the best already yeah yeah they changed Michael's hair for the better in season two. The greased look in they season did. one was no good. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they wanted him to look like the creepy middle manager and they succeeded. And that must not have pulled well because <laughs> the next season he looks a hundred times better. I think he like yeah. got in shape and then, then, you know, they redid his hair. So he looks like a normal human being and he looks much better while still maintaining all aspects of the character. Yeah. Yeah. And he definitely tweaks from more of a jerk to more of a like dummy but friendly kind of guy in the second season yeah too. just uh <laughs> just like uh unaware goofball yeah yeah well put that makes more sense for sure <laughs> yeah i can't echo that anymore skip season one if you have to if you can't make it through six episodes there's some good bits uh -huh. in the in the first uh first six episodes but nothing fantastic uh, you will notice that if you check online, I'm sure that the first season's not referenced very much, but oh, no. that show hit its stride in the second season, hands down, oh, like 100%. <laughs> yeah. And really, you know, that's relatively fast because the first season, oh, yeah. uh, six episodes. So on the seventh episode, they like really found where they want to be. 
and I've seen that show like probably at least I mean this is light for an office fan like ten times through. Yeah. And there's still stuff that like dry humor I didn't catch before that just makes me lose my shit every time. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know Stanley is my spirit animal. He's I got a pop vinyl of him <laughs> on my uh, on my desk at work. So I love Stanley. <laughs> Pretzel Day Stanley, man. Uh, he is on my desk at work. <laughs> uh, Stanley is one of those characters that doesn't always have a ton of lines, but everything he says is golden. Hell yes. Hell yes. Everything. It is. <laughs> yes. And only 364 more days till the next Pretzel Day. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Stanley. He's great. He is so good. Oh my gosh. Oh, everyone's so good. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely check it out. And uh, real quick, I'll, I'll just... On the back end of that, I got to recommend uh, the Office Ladies podcast. If you guys are listening to the podcast, you know, pop over and check that one out. That's actually uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela, and I can't remember her last name, but it's actually Angela in real life. Kenzie. Kenzie, yeah, there you Angela go. Angela Kenzie. They, yep. they do a podcast, and they actually started the podcast after the shows were over, and they start at the beginning of the shows, and they recollect every episode and kind of what happened behind the scenes and and other things about that episode oh, okay. one one episode of the podcast is one episode of the tv show and it's just kind of a neat one it's to listen amazing. to amazing yeah it's okay. very cool i knew it existed and i heard they had a little bit of rough start but you know what what beginning podcast doesn't find its stride at some point right oh, so yeah. i i haven't listened to it yet so it's really good uh to hear that it's you know it's got positive reviews and it's yeah good stuff yeah i check it out when, whenever i get time so hell yeah Awesome. Well, that one's definitely a, a, an excellent one. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and uh, just match up as best I can. I got another sitcom here that I wanna I wanna send out to everybody, and it's called the IT Crowd. So this one is uh, it's British, and uh, it's freaking hilarious. It it only ran about five seasons, um, but over like seven or eight years. So I think there was some breaks okay. in the middle of that. Uh, you can yeah. find it on Netflix. It's all on there. The entire series is on there. Uh, it's um, I I kind of worked in IT for a while. Kind of had my own business, uh, fixing stuff and you know doing computer work and stuff on the side. So I definitely relate to it. Um, uh, yeah, and yeah, that's a good point. Working around computers still to this day, obviously for my job. But uh, what it does is it follows two IT guys who are just stuck in the basement of a just multi-conglomerate like big ass company that's just millions and millions of dollars and their it their it department is literally two guys in the whole damn place so <laughs> and they are shit on and treated like crap the whole time but they kind of have their own run of the mill they get to do whatever they want nobody really controls them and they love it and the third character's name is jen she kind of weasels her, her way into this boss role over them. And she doesn't have a fucking clue of anything <laughs> technology. She's terrible. Uh, okay. So she kind of weasels her way in and gets this job basically by lying on resumes and all this sorts of shit. Well, it only takes like one or so episodes and they've already got her figured out that she don't know shit. And basically the rest of the, the rest of the series, there's always something that they're razzing her about or they're lying to her. Um, and that it's Roy and Moss are the two guys that are down in the basement with them. And they, uh, <laughs> they, there's like one particular episode that's great where they get her to believe that the internet is actually this black box that it has a red button on top. And if it's destroyed <laughs> and the whole internet's destroyed and now she has to protect it. 
so you can imagine some of the humor that comes from it uh, uh and it's it's a little bit different than office because it uh it does have like a laugh track and stuff and like you know and film in front uh, of an audience sort of okay. stuff kind of thing i think yeah, yeah but yeah. It, it's actually not distracting because a lot of shows are distracting when they do that um this actually right. does fit really well and it's so good. I mean, there's so many one-liners that you can use at work. I mean, who doesn't use a computer or deal with some moron that doesn't know how to deal with their computer, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's hilarious. I mean, there's a running joke in our family and at work, you know, have you have you shut turn it off and on again? That's one of the, uh-huh. you know, yeah. That's how they answer the phone in this show. Like he literally doesn't say hello. He picks the phone up and he goes, Have you tried turning <laughs> it off and on again? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking so good oh, uh, and then you know then he, you don't know what's happening on the other end of the line but he's like was it plugged in like i mean like just simple shit like that and then he's like all right okay yeah no problem and then he hangs up like that's usually the problems they deal with because just fucking idiots uh-huh. the shit's unplugged or turned off uh yeah the humor is solid though have you ever seen it crowd have you checked it out I know it exists. I vaguely know what it is. I haven't checked it out, but I will now. Oh, man, it's really good. Yeah, you'll dig it. It's so funny. It's dumb funny, actually. So and they get into and they're not just always in the uh, in the basement or in the office. They get out and about and they get into like pubs and and, you know just get into shenanigans and stuff. But Roy and Moss have really good like chemistry back and forth. And then Jen slowly kind of works her way into um, a character you kind of like instead um the boss of the whole conglomerate thing gets really wild and he's he is probably the most hysterical character in the whole thing he's just dumb as hell okay he's very he's very much like michael scott in a way except rich so he just doesn't care that he's stupid (laughs) he just does the stuff anyway and he kind of feels like he's always right right. you know so yeah, yeah yeah It, it's good it's really good so a uh, couple couple excellent i think uh sitcoms recommendations there for sure so check those Hell out yeah. guys and uh yeah let us know what you think about them send in uh send in anything email wise or comment below and we'd love to know what you hear or what you think of them and just just to hear from you guys that'd be great absolutely all right on to what everybody came for we're gonna get into the meat of the show here and talk some jurassic park we're we'll go over what the movie's about uh, just a quick, you know, kind of synopsis about it and uh, some Rotten Tomatoes scores and give us, we'll give a small opinion on it before we get into the real big meat of it. But um, okay, so Jurassic Park came out in 1993, uh, mm-hmm. runs about two hours and six minutes long. It's an action sci-fi. And uh, this movie, like critically across the board, audiences, everybody, 92 on the tomato meter, yeah. 91 on the, on the, you know audience so that's excellent i mean to get 90s from both is, is amazing so yeah check, i see check it out a, it's really good that's an average of two hundred and fifty thousand ratings and still manages a 91 percent. that's a yeah. strong average my friend hell yeah hell yeah so um okay so jurassic park is a spectacle of special effects and lifelike animatronics with some of spielberg's best sequences sustained they will awe and sheer terror since Jaws, okay? So it, it had some big shoes to fill because for anybody out there not aware, yeah. Steven Spielberg, main guy behind Jaws, and uh, he, he's a master of this stuff. So they were, 
we're going to talk yeah. about some pretty cool behind the scenes stuff that we know about. We're going to pass on to everybody out there listening. So let's, uh, let's get ready. We'll give the synopsis and we'll get into some, some of the thick of it here. Um, so massive blockbuster, uh, paleont- paleontologist Alan Grant and Ellie Sattler and a mathematician Ian Malcolm are among a select group of chosen uh, to tour the island themed theme park populated by dinosaurs created by prehistoric DNA. Uh, while the park's mastermind billionaire John Hammond assures everyone that the facility is safe, they find out otherwise when various ferocious predators break free and go on the hunt. So we're prefacing this with a Halloween, right? So we're, we're kind of starting off a little yep. tame probably, but uh, I can guarantee yeah, on this the spooky side, but... it's on the spooky side, right? It's, it's got some gory yeah. parts, kind of, depending on what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about. It's true. And lots of suspense. Yes, lots of suspense, that's for sure. Um, I can I can definitely attend atone for um my daughter watched it with me yesterday because we wanted to check it out. And yeah, it, it definitely freaks out a seven-year-old. So uh <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> she gotcha. was a, she the, the 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 Jurassic Park uh T-Rex scene was uh the scene that got her, which I think that probably gets most of them. The maybe the mm-hmm. maybe the Velociraptor does too, but the T-Rex scene definitely got her. So not like gory sort of movie here, but it's on the kid terror side, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, but this movie was a huge hit. It was a $63 million budget, made $401 million. <laughs> That's, a That's a big success now. I mean, yeah. I don't know what that accounts for uh, in today's money, but that was a ton in 1993. A ton. Yeah, that's insane. Like, I mean, that's like eight times its money back. So pretty damn close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of movies making eight times their money back nowadays, unless it's like a Marvel or something, you know, like Star Wars or something, right? Yeah, some big, big franchise for sure. So what we're going to do is, uh, this is one of those little changes we're going to do. We're actually going to talk about a grade of the movie first, kind of what we feel we would call it. And we're going to do a little play on words. And we're going to keep this going because it's just fun. Uh, boy, it's either, it's either we're, we're we're on the movie reel, right? So this is the movie reel. Yeah. So is is it real good? Is it real fair? Or is it real bad? Right. So. Uh-huh. What would you give it? I think we already know. Oh, uh, I think I gave it away in the beginning. It's real good, man. <laughs> real I good. Love yeah. This movie. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is a real good movie. So if you want to hear about a real good movie, keep listening, um, because it's really really good it's one and it's 28 years old it holds up so well and it does it really does it just broke so many like i i want to just say uh i don't know the best word to use for it but like it just pushed movies into a new era right it, it did change yeah, movie it, making it just pushed a whole transition like it made people realize what you could do with like cgi i think it was one of the first big movies to do that yeah absolutely so what we're going to do is we're going to go down now. We'll talk about acting, story, our favorite parts, and we're just going to get into the sheer meat of it. So it's going to be a great conversation. So stick with us if you guys would like. If you don't, hey, you know what? Come back. Go check it out. Come back. Take a listen. Yeah. See if you agree with us. Don't disagree Disagree with us. It doesn't matter. Well, we'll still have fun with it. So. Yeah. Hell yeah. So what do you think, man? Like as far as acting goes, how, how do you feel on this movie? Like where would you rate it? 
I think it still holds up pretty well. I think something with older movies is that writing and acting kind of had a style to it, especially through like the eighties and early nineties. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can kind of see some acting get some like age a little bit. And because the dialogue gets a little cheesy and everything. I mean, it was, it was on brand then, but you, you see it now and you see what writers have done since then to be more clever and, you know, add more nuance. Mm-hmm. And honestly, there's some, there's a few spots where I see a lot of like nineties ish influence, but I was really surprised when I watched it again this week that they don't, they still feel like believable characters now. hundred percent. Yeah. That is on point. Yeah. <laughs> really, really good. <laughs> Yeah, they present like, you know, Alan Grant and Ellie Sattler present themselves as like educated paleontologists and they maintain that personality throughout the entire thing. Uh, John Hammond can be a little cheesy at times, but he's like the big rich benefactor and everything. So he's, he's a little quirky all on his own. Um, and there's like one side character, like uh, the one bodyguard, I can't remember his name. But he's uh, he introduces um, the paleontologist to the Velociraptor exhibit. Oh and yes, such. yeah, like the safari yeah. guy. Yeah, he's a little on brand for like a cheesy '90s movie. But oh yeah, not like deep in it. Like he's not like you know outrageous or anything like that. Yeah, he he would strike so, you as a like for people out there listening. He he would be like a crocodile Dundee type guy, but not that crazy. That's how I would yeah, but, put it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tone him down by a factor of 10. And yes. This is the guy. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's the guy who's just like overly cautious, knows what everyone's getting to, and like mm-hmm. does not really agreeing with everything that's going on, but it seems like he's getting paid well enough to put it. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> he's still yeah. around. Yeah. Something's keeping him there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And especially uh, after the yeah. opening scene of this movie, right? He freaking oh, sees a dude, guy get yeah. eaten by a freaking velociraptor. So it's like, <laughs> uh, I think I'll still hang around. Like, what the hell are you still doing there? I get the fuck out. I'm uh, done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As he tried to pull a guy from the cage. Yeah. And he's yeah. still sticking around. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I would have to say as far as the acting and everything goes. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, Jeff Goldblum, you know, Ian Malcolm, his character is mm. meme his memes and and everything are still all around to today you know it's a, it's yes. crazy on that yes. so as far as the look goes of this movie you it doesn't look aged at all i they picked the right and i know we're talking about acting but i, I kind of want to talk about costumes along with this but they they picked the right look for everyone for it to be timeless you know what i mean like there's not yeah, like some like the oh, they're part, yeah for the most part exactly there's not like someone sticking out like oh they're wearing stonewashed jeans so you know it's like a a 90s <laughs> movie you know what i mean that doesn't stand out yeah um, but i i would say like the the kids in this movie really did a good job like in, in they, they i think, did right yeah. they killed it and i feel like that really like kind of rounded the whole thing out for me even watching it when i was a teenager because the kids Mm -hmm. they sold that shit like you when that t-rex is in the top of that jeep they sold the hell out of that like you think oh shit like at any point they're dead (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) oh my gosh the way the way that girl screamed in that movie yeah wasn't cheesy it wasn't doesn't seem fake she looked like legitimately terrified 100 percent. you still don't see and like modern films sometimes right you know, exactly you, sometimes you're like ah that was prompted this like the way they did 
the camera angles and then her like genuine acting just made it seem like she saw a fucking t-rex yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and and the other little parts of it you know was like when she finds the light and she turns the light on by accident and she can't figure out how to turn it off and they're drawing the Uh t-rex in like you you got that like panicked but you still got that brother sister thing going on between the two kids that felt so good like you know that's such good writing Oh, yeah. so good, right? I couldn't believe yeah. watching it again just yesterday. Just I was like, holy hell, like nowadays it's it it's super hard. And I'm kind of picky when I watch movies that have younger actors in them because mm-hmm. you feel like, man, if they had made the kid a little older, if they would have got, you know, it took a little longer to direct them or something like that. But I I've seen behind the scenes and a lot of stuff that we'll talk about about this movie. And they didn't have to do that with these kids. Like they just they were there ready to act and they uh-huh. had their they had that primed and ready man and it just oh yeah the brother sister dynamic worked out so good you know there's like they poke fun at each other and you know yeah the the thing sneezes in her face and she's like he's like now she'll never you know trust any of them or whatever even though it's (laughs) not a meat eater or whatever so even the little little comedy bits were perfect i mean i have a boy and a girl so i it makes total sense even more now as a dad yeah i mean it's super relatable for you yeah 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 but i really think that 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 solidified the whole movie at least for me um i I mean the the three main characters all killed it um Mm -hmm. i i can't say any of them were better than the other uh some of them have a little bit more iconic lines and shit like that must go faster must go faster shit like that you know like (laughs) (laughs) we still say shit like shit yeah it's a big pile of shit (laughs) yes yes exactly Uh, yeah yeah this movie had really great acting really great writing and included in there with talking about i think i had great you know just costumes just ready to live on forever you could watch this movie today and tell somebody it's from a month ago and they'd be like looks really good cgi held up too so and that's kind of the next thing before we got into the story i wanted to mention just get your input on it how did you feel the cgi held up for you watching it you know i was watching it on like a 65 inch in in 4k so yeah <laughs> oh, well you had a much more clear view than i did i have a 55 inch just 1080p but gotcha. um, you know the cg it still i think it still holds up i think the only yeah. thing that it lacks is clarity because they didn't have the power to put that in there i think the details and like the textures the dinosaur skin I think they did a really good job with motion for the most part now that you know we've you know seen modern games especially and like mm. you know, cg and stuff you can kind of tell where like they could have smoothed out different motions but you you gotta look for it though yeah and even like the skin stretched a little bit while they were walking like the, te- the te- textures weren't static which i thought right. was really nice um and incredibly impressive for cg graphics in the early 90s like holy shit yeah um yeah but the only, th- only reason you can tell is clarity and i think they do a better job now of integrating cg into environments better so like yeah. the, the scene in the jeep with malcolm in the back and the t-rex is running at great scene if you look for it you can kind of like okay that's a cg creature on my screen and you know whereas like you know watching a marvel movie now like oh shit this giant thing's coming at me yeah. um so it's just it's just time differences but like stuff you gotta like notice or be looking for and because i've seen this movie about a hundred times yeah it, it was easy for me to pick out oh sure yeah yeah i think the for me i agree with all that i think the one scene that stood out for me was actually the first scene when you see a dinosaur which was the 
um, when um, both of the paleontologists get out of the Jeep um, yeah. and they see the, the giant brontosaurus, right? Or Bro it might've been brachiosaurus, but I think it was a brontosaurus. Um, yeah. The lighting was definitely off a little bit, which makes total sense. Like we're talking about, it's a 28 year old movie. Mm -hmm. um, and like you were mentioning with the skin and stuff like that, you could tell like there was just like washed out parts of it where it wasn't quite right. And you could kind of see that edge around it where it wasn't quite blended 100% into right, the scene. Right. But yeah. man, for for breaking through to the other side, right? Of going from a <laughs> stop motion into this, because that's what the movie is going to talk about, right? They, they were they were actually going to yeah. use CG was not on the on the plate at all. It was all going to no. be stop motion. So yeah, exactly. Let, let's talk about that a little bit. I, I'll preface it with saying there is a excellent Netflix documentary called "The Movies That Made Us" that has mm -hmm. a Jurassic Park episode it's like 45 minutes long i think there's like five or six episodes per season and there's two seasons of this show and it, it's just really really cool they go super deep into it like a just like a behind the scenes documentary that you might get as a dvd extra back in the day right yeah it's like an, an anthology series where they do like one episode of one movie one episode the next so they're not it's not all jurassic park stuff but um no things like the second or third episode is dedicated to jurassic park yeah yeah absolutely and yeah, they had already hired the guy and he had started doing all of the stop motion and was ready just to go balls of the wall. And we're talking about uh -huh. the guy who did, you know, he learned from like the maker of King Kong and he, I think he worked on one of the King Kong movies. So this guy was like the yeah. creme de la creme of motion stop, right? Or stop motion. Yeah. The, the guy, yeah. Yeah. And what what happens in that and this is all real you actually get the uh what, what was he he was like a was he a lead creator or something like that um designer of some sort yeah for ilm the same guys who did a lot who worked a lot with lucas films to do uh, right. special effects for them as well yeah industrial um, light magic yeah yeah yep and yeah this guy just he uh he wanted in his boss told him no like you will get yourself blacklisted from the industry because his last name is Titman, and like you know you don't mess with Titman. he's he's it for this industry mm. and the guy's like so he just went and did it on his own time in secret and he spent like four or five months just getting a skeleton of a t-rex to kind of walk right and move around a little bit naturally and stuff mm. and he built that up and the way he did it is he ambushed a bunch of executives his boss included with this animation and they're all like oh what's this this is amazing and yeah. then immediately dumped all the stop motion. I think they were like a year, year and a half into the project and the movie. Yep. And then they just like scrapped all that. And like, we want this. This yeah. is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it changed movie making. I mean, more or less. I mean, this yeah. movie was in 1993. So I just want to give one little bit of reference. Star Wars Episode One came out in 1999. Okay. That was six years after mm -hmm. Jurassic Park. And we all know that Star Wars Episode One was like 80% CG, right? So mm. this movie kicked off that love that you saw George Lucas just go head over heels with because him and Spielberg are real good buddies. And yeah. CG, yeah. CG took off from Jurassic Park, in my opinion. 
uh, especially watching that, you know, uh, that anthology and that behind the scenes, I didn't realize how much as a kid, I mean, I was only 12 years old when this movie came out. Um, I didn't realize how much that affected what happened after with all the other movies, like everything started using CGI. So yeah. Yeah. For good reason. <laughs> Cause damn, it still looks good. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It really does hold up pretty well. I mean, more than you, more than an almost 30 year old movie should. Yeah. Right. Up. And, and we talked a little bit uh, like special effects versus CGI um, on one of our previous movie reels, uh, the fifth element. So that's one of our first couple of episodes. If you want to go back and listen to that, that's, that's a great episode as well. Um, some really good theories in that episode you have to check out, but the way they blended the both of them in, in fifth element, we discussed in that episode mm. definitely relates to this because this movie uh, was made three years before fifth element. It was like 96, 97. Okay. So gotcha, it gotcha. was right in that realm where they were still using practical effects versus CGI and I'll tell you what, man, the, the practical uh, effects okay. in this movie, how good are those? Holy hell. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Their budget was huge. I mean, in that same series we were talking about this, they made like, you know, a full 30 foot tall hydraulic moving T-Rex, like first sculpting it with like three tons of clay with yeah. 16 sculptors working on at the same time, as well as all the other like dinosaurs they had actual like you know animatronics for triceratops right that scene's amazing yeah yeah oh my gosh yeah just all the, they show like uh, gave insights to the some of the clever stuff like they were just you know people underneath like the shell that um triceratops just pushing it to make it breathe right you know just this cool stuff like that and um you know this t-rex was so big that they said there were like alarms and stuff that would go off like you know danger giant metal creature moving covered in latex yeah for its skin <laughs> yeah yeah it will yeah, kill it you whole big thing <laughs> yeah it may not be alive but that thing would kill you yeah oh my yeah. gosh it was very cool to see all that behind the scenes and, and how they made that, all that happen and then to watch the movies after that again was was really cool because it's not to say that you're like picking the movie apart but it just gave you a little bit more respect on how they made both things seem the same like the cg was almost so good that you almost thought it was the practical effects and vice versa you sometimes couldn't tell like you had mentioned earlier you could tell yeah but you, you've seen it hundreds of times we've all picked it apart by now me and you anyway <laughs> yeah but as a first watcher you're, you're probably not going to be able to there's going to be scenes where you're going to be you'll, wondering hmm. yeah you'll be guessing a little bit yeah 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 like one that i still guess on and i'm curious on what you think the one I keep wondering if it's real or CG is where it the T-Rex actually pushes up uh -huh. against that Jeep when the kids are in it and it hits that Jeep and the kids scream. I can't tell if oh. they push the Jeep and that's a CG dinosaur or if that's the dinosaur actually pushing against the Jeep because it's hydraulic. It could probably do it, but would it have oh, damaged 100 it? 100% could do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then I think, would I it have damaged so. it? Yeah. I'm like, maybe not. Did they build it really that way? strong. Yeah. yeah right but i'm thinking um, like you know would it damage like the exterior of it because it's only made out of clay and foam you know what i mean maybe not meant to be hit with anything yeah. um so but that's one i still scratch my head on which i think's cool you know, as hell <laughs> i want to say it's cg just because of the practicality of leaning this giant metal monstrosity just covered in foam latex yeah down that far to do it that's a yep. balancing issue 
and I've like thought of a that. structural issue for for they could do it, but they would have to budget it, like anchor it in in the ground in the yeah. exact right spot for it. So I think that was some CG with some practical thrown in there. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to know if anybody uh, watches it again, what, what you guys think. Is that CG or is that practical effects? Because I'm on the fence. Like it could be either one, but what you're saying right. makes total sense. Makes total sense. But I, yeah. it, it yeah. fits what I'm saying. Like you can't tell. Like it's so good at how well they blended the two. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Uh, enough gush session on how good the CGI is in this movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for 28 years old. Let me say that again. Um, yes. But the story. So the story's pretty simple, right? Very simple. Not yeah. a bad thing, I, I don't I, think. No. And it's, I think it's, I, I say very simple because the entire premise of the movie is really simple. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people go to dangerous park, dangerous things happens in the park, dinosaurs attack people. Yeah, as you might think. Um, but the way they, they do it is not that simple. Um, they have plenty of setup of the world and the characters. Um, I think like the first like 30 to 40 minutes is setup of the environment and the characters and what's going on at this park. And mm -hmm. it's not like it's a dry 30, 40 minutes like, oh, God, let this movie get going already. It's, it's nothing like that. It's very well mm -hmm. written, very well done, all very interesting. Um, and then I think there's no like 20 minutes where there's like in the park, showing them the park, you know, here's the dinosaurs, here's what we're doing here. Um, here's the um, the Jeep tour, you know, all that, all that stuff. And then yeah. like throughout the other half of the movie is straight dinosaur action, you know, cut with some like some mellow scenes with like wholesome moments and then more dinosaur action. Someone gets eaten, you know, off a toilet and then, yep. you know, yeah, it's uh, it's, you know, pretty fast paced after that yeah yeah well paced again another really well paced movie which is always great it is very well paced because if they didn't pace it well that beginning that whole setup could be like this movie's dragon yep exactly it could have easily went that way without the as good a writing as it has yeah and i think uh i think pacing is so difficult to do but pays off so much better when you do it right like it changes yeah the whole movie it really does. It can make or break. I mean, you can have the best premise like possible, but if you don't set it up well and you know pace the movie well, um, it could just throw off the feel of it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, the another part of the story I kind of liked is like you you already have what you know are going to be like the bad guys, which is going to be the dinosaurs. But then you also have mm -hmm. Dennis Nedry, you know, which is Newman from Seinfeld, uh, which that's how I always remember <laughs> the guy but his yeah. his character you know he's just a total douchebag so they give you somebody you know human to also like despise or wonder what he's going to do next on top of like yeah these unpredictable you know dinosaurs all over the place that you have no clue what's going to happen um right so wh what did what was your thoughts on like the fact that they had that interlying like you know others sort of bad guy kind of backstabbing sort of person in it as well um because i've heard i've heard people be like you know what his character is pointless it didn't even need to be done but i can argue why it needed to be there because if it wasn't for him yeah. the whole damn park wouldn't have shut down and got fucked up you know what i mean he's he's the reason that the damn dinosaurs got out <laughs> yeah because he's Without the lawyer him. for the investors yeah yeah of this park so yeah he just helps out the premise i think he sells like the believability of of the park 
once yeah. he gets there because he's skeptical he's like listen i will shut your ass down if this is oh. not going correctly this is well, not a vacation day i mean he gets in right. there and he well, sees the I'm dinosaurs about... and then yeah well real quick oh, though, i'm ta- I'm, ta- I'm talking about the guy the big computer dude who is trying to steal all the vials oh i'm thinking of the wrong guy yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You, you had the lawyer in mind but that that dude is a dick like he's straight up like all about the money and without oh. him you know you mm, you you don't have okay. the movie work out the way the movie worked out right so with him i think he is like one of the biggest plot points to the whole movie if you didn't have him you wouldn't had yeah. the whole half of the movie where it was chaos right yeah <laughs> i can like, see what you're saying he- we don't need him in the movie i've i've read things and heard things obviously so i'm just curious on your yeah, thoughts big... on him yeah you know he's to your point there he's a little bit of the keystone of that arch right i mean yeah because it gives a lot of logic as to why they couldn't just you know flip a switch and get everything back online yeah. uh when the power goes out and stuff they didn't give a reason to like shut down all the security which led to the moments of some of the movie's best scenes mm-hmm. um yep. <laughs> i guess arguably they could have had like lightning strike from the hurricane that comes in and just like hit like their like power center and then shut everything down they could have went and repaired it and i guess they could have done away with them but yeah um i but think I, I think he does add a little bit to it like that's what i think yeah yeah they add relevance to like hey this is like like a financially huge operation then there will be there would be competitors i think it adds to like the world building of agreed the- and you know the other aspect about it too built in with the story and going through that is it kind of shows you uh so john hammond kind of talks out of both sides of his mouth a lot you know this billionaire guy so he talks (laughs) he talks about how many times in the movie does he say spared no expense right he says it like a half a dozen times but he does it at least he has yeah (laughs) he, he has how many people running this place he has like one guy who he's hired to do everything and he doesn't even trust the guy so mm-hmm. it's like you're hiring him you're probably cheap you know like you don't want to pay him what he's asking for so you've you've got a disgruntled employee on your hands now but yeah it, it still goes to show that like if he was really concerned with safety you know maybe he would have had a little bit more control and understanding of what the hell keeps the park safe you know yeah <laughs> it, introducing yourself to every born dinosaur doesn't keep the park safe even though he <laughs> yeah. thinks it does right <laughs> yeah and maybe to that point, they could have sold him a little bit better because not they mentioned a couple of times there's like two million lines of code that this guy designed himself. So they yeah. could have sold him a little bit better on his like talents and skills to make him feel like an integral an integral part of the park. Mm-hmm. But they just they, he was there. He was kind of you know like a douche, and yeah. he's like, hey, I'm gonna rob this park to get money, and then like fucks off and gets eaten. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> so I guess I guess that point they could if they would have hyped him his like skill level up and made him look like you know the computer genius of the '90s like that the guy was. Mm-hmm. I think that would have made him have a bigger impact for sure. Yeah, yeah, it definitely would have. But in, in the same light, the way they did kind of shine on him as the interlying bad guy in a way, they kind of also showed like more flaws that John Hammond had. You know, he was. A little too trusting maybe or you know I, yeah. you could pick you could pick a lot of things there but you know he brought his grandkids to this park and like all these things and it wasn't even really ready uh-huh. and he'd been told all this by you know the safari guy which i yeah. apologize i can't remember his name but he'd been told you know hey listen you, you need to kill them all they should all be 
killed, you know, like what the hell? Uh-huh. <laughs> he's not yeah. listening to them. Then he doesn't listen to the, uh, he doesn't listen to the paleontologists when they sit down for dinner. Uh, you know, before he gets in the squabble with, uh, with, uh, Nedry about, you know, the money and he doesn't listen to Ian Malcolm, who's, you know, doing the same thing. He's like, you know, life will find a way and all this shit. Like, he's like, you're, you're, yeah. they had their chance They you yeah. know, and I really like that scene where he, he says, you know, you dinosaurs had their chance. Like they were not taken out by man-made, you know, deforestations or anything like that. You know, right, they right. were here they got taken out they had their chance and we didn't do that to him because he was making that condor kind of argument like if i if yeah, i made an yeah, island yeah. full of condors i like that scene because that really sets up ian's character especially for the sequel makes sense then when you do watch the second one mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. it also shows how to their guns they are but it in the long run it really shows how much john isn't listening to these people <laughs> you know no, like he's, he's kind of blinded too wrapped by up what he's doing yeah 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 yeah, and I really like that because I think that, like, I, mean, I know we started talking about this as, like, it's a simple story, but the more I watch the movie and the more I think about everything, it's it's pretty intricate underlying, but you have to pay attention. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's even really if you're good not, writing. like, these characters, I think that, yeah, I mean, to more of the point, the characters, like, they're instantly believable. Like, yeah. there's not, they don't spend a ton of time setting up, but for some reason these actors and the, and the writers like got all this stuff just right to where they show up you see them they're like i know what this person's about i know what they're doing i see their personality and you don't have to worry about trying to figure them out the entire episode they still have like complex characters but you don't have to spend a ton of time like what's the point what i mean what's their goal or anything you yeah. instantly know what they're about and I, I i really appreciate that the last time i watched it yeah, absolutely. They sell the part completely and you can believe that that underlying, you know, bit that they're trying to do exists while watching the movie instead of it being like a, you know, a forced in situation or anything like that. Because I, right, right. I feel 100% that they they wrote the movie to push home like y- you got to think before you, you jump or before you react or whatever. Because like uh-huh. this movie is a yeah, perfect yeah. example of like, you're not prepared <laughs> don't do it like just stop yeah. think and then don't do it because <laughs> yeah a lot of shit could go wrong you know and you're messing with the wrong people you know people that have control of your safety in this and in your family and you know people you brought to the island and stuff um so i i, right. I love the story in this because it it is simple enough to follow for anybody but anybody like me who wants to take like a bigger thought or a bigger deeper look into it it's got those right. things in there too that Absolutely. other people may not pay attention yeah. to. For sure. It's so good. For sure. So uh, next favorite part, right? We all got to talk about that. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. My favorite part of this movie is maybe the most iconic scene in this movie. It's, you know, right after the power shuts down, the security goes down and they like briefly show that the goat they put out for T-Rex bait is gone and they, they just they see the ripples in the in the water cups in their in their jeep and then the t-rex comes and just not it's not like a big like explosion or like any right. like grand entrance but it's like it's big it's quiet it's intimidating there's no music i love that they left it without music and mm-hmm. si- like the silence like just builds a suspense by itself just the, the rainfall just, <laughs> just doesn't bust through the wire fence he just breaks a few wires and comes through just walking about about his day yep 
and then that's when all the shit starts to go down and, and like the pouring rain makes it very intense and it's all very well done with the animatronics and the cg yeah i, I don't that's that scene is one of my all-time favorite scenes like in any movie ever yeah it's, it's so iconic well done oh yeah hell yeah hell yeah all like, the way through like they have yeah they have so much foreshadowing and throughout the movie before you even see a dinosaur really um and then this is where they really put it in perspective like they don't make crazy dramatic fast-paced action but they they slow draw it they let you know like these things aren't here to fuck around you know? <laughs> yep <laughs> Yep. Uh, yeah. Literal, literal shit hit the fan maybe in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really good. You're, you're absolutely right. It's iconic. I don't know how many times I've seen it in other movies. I know uh, there's been a lot of spoofs of the, you know, water on the, either on the ground or in, in the, you know, cup holders in a car or something like that with the little, the, yeah the, the shock trimmer that happens from, from a T-Rex walking uh and then uh -huh. it's really cool when they show it later after you know malcolm has been kind of injured and they've thrown him in the back of the jeep and he's looking at a footprint of a t-rex and it's it's you know <laughs> yeah. it's full of water and yeah. that water is trembling no, it's coming back yeah. yeah yeah he's like that's a shock tremor we got it we got to get out of here that that, that what? come on come on come on you know and then that that whole scene running away <laughs> in the jeep is so good uh, yeah, yeah that, and that scene's pretty long um i know it's broken up it a is bit. a longer scene yeah it kind of is um, but man, it's just, it's so well done. That doesn't feel like it's forever. No, no, it doesn't at all. And, and just be, it just, it only gets broken up by like information you need, you know, it kicks back to the, you know, why the power's out and what they're trying to do. And then they'll you know, kick to Nedry, you know, getting away with the, the embryos and stuff that he's trying to steal. Uh -huh. Um, so yeah. you, you get those little bits in there and then it'll kick back and, and yeah, with, the whole jeep being thrown over the the edge and then it landed in the tree and then you get a whole second part there's actually like three tiers to that whole situation you know because there's the <laughs> yeah. there's the main fight where you have yeah. uh, you know the t-rex trying to kill him in the jeep and then flips the jeep over and tries to crush him so there's one scene and then he freaking throws the jeep off the side of the cliff and it lands in a tree and then yeah they get in it try to save him and then it falls out of the tree. So there's two. And then next is when they come to find Malcolm and put him in the Jeep. And then they have to run away and have to drive away as fast as they can from the damn T-Rex again. So, yeah. so good. Like it, it, it doesn't feel out of place. Nothing feels wrong. It all fits so good. It looks so good. Holy shit. Oh my um, gosh. Yes. That animatronic T-Rex is so cool. And they weren't supposed to get it wet, but they didn't care. And letting it be in the rain, I think, added so much to it, like so much to the realism of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, a million percent, million percent. Yeah, because that was all you could hear. Like you said, there was no music, but you could just hear you know, rainfall and then all of the effects, you know, the, the mud squishing and, uh -huh. you know, the, the stomp of the T-Rex and then the, you know, crushing of metal and like all of it was just oh so damn real <laughs> even just small stuff like when um you know grant and malcolm are in their car watching the t-rex trying to maw the kids in front of them they just switched like mm. audio audio inside their car so it just now it's switched to raining on the car and they're just yeah. sitting there dumbfounded and silence yeah. like what do i do against this <laughs> it's just yeah. so good uh, and the whole sound design of that was so good 
Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. And, and, and the way they sprinkled in like little tiny funny things here and there was so good. Like that scene you just mentioned there <laughs> where, you know, yeah. Grant's side of the car is not fogged up, but Malcolm's side of the car is completely fogged up because he's just like in full panic <laughs> yeah. mode, you know. Then he sees what's going on, you know, finally. But yeah, just those little funny things right there are so good. And, and they're just kind of sprinkled here and there. You know, the giant pile of shit we already mentioned, that that's really good as well. Oh my gosh, uh, yeah. My my favorite scene, I mean, that's iconic. In, in this movie though, like, and it's, this is all nostalgia. I run off nostalgia. But uh -huh. the Triceratops scene, like, gets me every time because it's so good. It looks oh, so real. It, I, it was so my wholesome. favorite dinosaur. Like it, it, yeah. to this day, it's still my favorite dinosaur. And it was cool because that's uh -huh. what Grant says too. You know, he's he's like, she was my favorite as a kid, and now I see her today, and she's as beautiful as ever. You know, and I'm like, yeah. dude, I got that in common with this guy. You know, like I instantly was like, <laughs> cool. Yeah, that scene was really neat. I really dug that scene, and yeah, oh, to, man. yeah, to just see how real it looked, even though you know you knew it wasn't, but it was still super, super cool. I really yeah. like that scene. Yes, where I kind of miss like practical effects now is yeah. it didn't have to be a good CG model. It was just well constructed and looked convincing. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm like oh, CG is, I think, cheaper now. And that's probably why it's used everywhere. Oh, I'm sure. But man, I, I do kind of miss that stuff just because they didn't have to. Like the context look, you know, the one he's laying on its stomach, feeling it yeah. breathe. Yeah. They don't have to do anything to mix that well it he's moving with it the contact is real and so yeah. it sells that scene all the more oh yeah absolutely and you know the way he reacted to it and like just like the, the just the joy you know that it was for him like i'm i'm laying on a dinosaur yeah. i'm touching a dinosaur this is you know and he was just in awe about it. it was just cool to see this kind of gruff guy who starts out, you know, like talking about slicing a little little boy's belly open with a velociraptor claw <laughs> and shit, you know, and he's a kind of a jerk yeah. in a way, but he's just a smart, cocky jerk, so not really mean. Um, right, just kind of become right. a kid and just see that other side of him. I thought that was pretty cool, especially when you rewatch it. I think it really uh, hits home a little bit more, at least for me, when you rewatch mm -hmm. it enough and you're like, oh man, this is just cool. Like he's just loving every minute of it clearly it all goes to hell but <laughs> it was still a really cool scene <laughs> that i absolutely yeah love. oh man they really do sell very well the fact that these are experts in their field seeing like the holy grail of their studies yeah they don't have to guess they don't have to do anything they can see it observe it they can think oh we could have that we were slightly off but we're right here or like oh, we were exactly right they they do walk in herds and mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. so well oh damn yeah they really did really did okay well i mean as you can tell we kind of it's kind of a gush session but you know what it's all right it's all right <laughs> it kind of is <laughs> it was a very good movie though i, I can't is. i can't pick it apart it, it's another one of those excellently made movies it's structured well paced well everything worked out it was a you know one of those perfect cinematic moments i think where everything came together the way it should um i i yeah i could try like i tried with the dennis nedry thing with the bad guy thing of coming up with something that was like maybe not great but the more i thought about it and you know saw what people were saying it didn't make sense to me i'm like nah this guy he needed to be there he added enough to show yeah effect in other characters 
there's not really anything if i had to say anything i didn't like about this movie i i'm not i can't i can't say it like there's nothing that i dislike about jurassic park (laughs) yeah i think the only like nitpicky nitpicky critique i have is that there's a lot of characters there's a lot of people to Mm. keep track of because even watching this last time like i i had trouble remember remembering what you know, dr malcolm's name was like it's like they oh. call him ian ian one time and then malcolm one time and then yeah you know, they reference them different ways so like nobody gets like a ton of mention like name wise you gotta like you have to learn what the, who the characters are just like you know who they are on the screen mm-hmm. other than what their names are because not you know but that's so small because like i said they even like the the kid actors sold their characters immediately yep. there's no guessing why they were there or what they're about it was instantaneous so that's my only like tiny tiny critique is that just a name thing yeah (laughs) yes there's a lot of people to keep track of yeah and i mean if i had to be nitpicky it'd be that brontosaurus scene at the beginning that just doesn't quite sell it a million percent to me you know like it's it's there yeah but i know why like it it has a reason behind it so i can't really like you know nitpick it to the point where that's bad like it just didn't have the technology to exist one last thing I do want to say for speaking about CGI, and I should have said this earlier. Thank God they have not redone this movie. Thank God oh they God. didn't pull a George Lucas on this. <laughs> right? <sighs> I was watching it last, yesterday, and I, I thought to myself, watch it. I wouldn't either. I was exact same way. I was like, you know what? Thank God they have not touched this to try to go back and make the CG better or anything because it stands the test of time and it still looks yeah. great and it doesn't need it, but you know what? I think if this were a Lucas film, we would have seen that happen ten years ago. So thank God it's still oh, tried man. and true. <laughs> yeah, the most they did was go for Jurassic World, the sequel series to Jurassic mm. Park, and we won't talk about the second Jurassic World, but the first one was a really a really great tribute to the mm-hmm. also making a, a modern film. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad, like you said, I, I wouldn't watch a remake. I couldn't do no. that. Nope. It's on the list of never needs to be remade. You just make sequels. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch it. <laughs> All right. So uh, the last thing we want to end the episodes with uh, on the movie reel now is we're going we're gonna to talk about something that got we've got real excited about. Something we're real excited is coming out. So uh, we agreed this time, actually, that we we're, did. Yeah. We both agreed on Shang-Chi, right? <laughs> Shang-Chi. Yeah. Un- <laughs> unknowingly, we were talking about a pre-show. And like, oh man, I'm excited for Shang Chi. It's been out for a minute, but I haven't been able to see it yet. And you're like, yeah. you're like, oh no, shit, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. It's coming to Disney Plus November 12th. So I don't know if yep. I'll be able to sneak into theaters before then or not. But I really, really want to see it, and I hope to see it in theaters. But yeah, yeah same here. It seems to be just getting killer reviews. It's like reviewing as one I of the know. best Marvel movies. And uh, yeah, it's all. I already love all of that lore and that you know just with the samurai and the and everything stuff you know uh-huh. we talk about that on the on the other podcast as well but man you know all the kung fu and the fighting and everything they just look so so like authentic in this movie even yeah. though it's marvel and we know it's not but it still looks really good and i'm excited real yeah. excited <laughs> yeah i have some friends who have seen it and had killer reviews on it so I'm like, ah, I want to go, but I just haven't had the opportunity to. Yep. And like you, like you said, I, I would love to hit it in theaters uh, before the 12th. Uh, if I don't, I I might just give in to the home theater. Yep, and, yep. <laughs> and watch it on Disney Plus. Yeah, I think I'll have a great time still. 
Hell yeah. All right. Well, we are going to wrap it up. That is it for our Jurassic Park episode. Uh, no, like, comment below. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, if you're huge fans of, you know, the Jurassic Park series or which Jurassic Park's your favorite, is it the original, this guy? Or, you know, what are you liking? Do you like the Chris Pratt ones? What's up? We'd like to talk about mm -hmm. that for sure. Um, send us in oh, any, yeah. any movies you guys want us to, uh, you know, review or watch or check out that you, you think are maybe terrible. Maybe they're terrible movies. You want us to talk about a terrible movie? Yeah, I will do that. Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. I'm just picking them out of a hat. Let's do it. So we'll do email Russian roulette, <laughs> and which whoever gets what, we'll take it. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, comment below, follow us, you know, on all the, all the podcast platforms, you know, where to find us out there. And um, yeah, it's just, we're having a really good time doing the movie reel. I really hope you guys are enjoying it. It's just been a blast. And yeah, once again, Josh, I know we see each other weekly, but it's good to see you again this uh -huh. week. So <laughs> oh, hell yeah, dude. it was a bunch of fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. I like it. I like talking movies. It's good stuff. So, all right. Well, that is it for this episode and everybody out there until next time, stay loud. <laughs>